Hello and welcome to the final of today at the G1 Climax. This is James Troopany talking to you on a Troopany Show podcast called Today at the G1, where we look at the action from the G1, and today was the G1 final. I hope that made that clear. Um, I've just finished watching the final, literally just pause it, that Kevin Kelly, Rocky Romero and Chris Jarton are still talking, uh, but I came here to talk to you instead, uh, because it was an interesting day. <laughs> which will tell you a lot of my opinions on the main event, but... Anyway, let's start at the beginning. Toriyano, Tomohiro Ishii, Yoshihashi, and <laughs> Goto. <laughs> Hiroki Goto, that'll be person. Russell Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., your IWGP Tag Team Champions. El Desperado and Duki. And remarkably, Duki got a pinfall victory on Yoshihashi and laid out a challenge for the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championships. Duki doesn't win very often. Roar over at all, ever. And you'll be unsurprised to know that it was Zach Mephisto that actually put away Yoshihashi. And uh, Dookie, who was the legal man, was slammed on top. It was a fun opener. They actually followed the rules for a long while, which is always nice. <laughs> but it was fun, and it was enjoyable, and it kind of sets up. It gives all those guys something to do next, which I'm looking forward to. It'd be intriguing to see who Dookie picks. I would assume he would pick Dangerous Techers, but you, you never know. It was really interesting. What was more fun was Yoshihiro Kanemura and Minoru Suzuki taking on Shingo Takagi and Aroma Takahashi. Uh, Takagi gets the win uh, over um, Hiromu. No, it was Hiromu got the win over Kanemura. Sorry, he got the pinfall win on Kanemura. But it sets up again Suzuki versus Takagi. Um, which is kind of a championship match I'd like to see, but I'm more interested in seeing never open weight champion Minoru Suzuki versus Hiromu Takahashi. I think that would be really interesting. I think, as much as I love Shingo, Shingo's ace, but I think that would be a more interesting match to see. And of course, because Hiromu got a pin, him and Bushi will probably take a crack at those IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. But I would think, personally, I would personally like to see Minoru Suzuki versus Hiromu Takahashi. I think that would be a good match to watch. I think it'd be an interesting story to tell long term uh, rather than as uh, just because we've seen Chingo and we've seen Minoru Suzuki and just a little bit of crazy would go a long way, I think. Next up was the Hentai team, Roshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Jeff Cobb and Master Wato. Uh, they defeated Jay White, Kenta, Taiji Ishimori and Gado. Um, when I think it was Jeff Cobb just threw Gato around like a ragdoll. And that was pretty much what the whole match was about. It was alright. <laughs> it was it was kind of fun. Didn't really do an awful lot for anyone involved. There's no championships there to really... I mean, Master Wato would really love to have a go at Taiji Shimori, but he ain't good enough anywhere near yet. It was not a nice interaction uh, with Hiroshi Tenzan, who's managing Mr. Wato, and yeah, it was it just didn't really do anything. The most interesting thing about this was the ab-off between Jay White and Hiroshi Taniyashi at the beginning of the match. That was about it, really. <laughs> it was fairly pointless. Next, we moved on to Will Ospreay and the Great Okan. They defeated Kazuchika Okada and Sho. Well, uh, Will Ospreay and Great Okan were uh, accompanied by B. Priestley, who did interfere in the match, the SWA Women's Champion from Stardom, uh, and Kazuchi Kakada and started this match off hot and heavy, got to the ring and just started beating the living crap out of Will Ospreay, and I don't blame him. 
obviously, because I don't particularly like Will Ospreay, and I'm glad he's out of chaos, and chaos is now unsullied by that traitor, thankfully. However, um, this was an interesting match from a, a setup point of view. Apparently, Osprey's new faction is going to be called the Empire, which is fairly obvious because, you know, he's British and um, Great O'Khan is of, apparently of the Khan dynasty. Might well be, for all we know. Uh, Genghis Khan has sex with an awful lot of people. Um, so he's possibly related to them. It was like 26% of people on Earth are related to Genghis Khan. Um, it was perfectly fine. It did what it said and turned it forward, the, the motion of this particular strategy. Uh, Osprey's free to be a little shit that nobody likes now. That basically is it. Well, like he was before, but everyone had to, boo it, had to cheer him before. And that's basically where we're at. It was a good excuse to get take, dissipate some heat that Osprey's picked up because of his out-of-the-ring attitude and kind of separates him off. And, yeah, it kind of makes an interesting story to tell. I'm not that interested in watching Will Ospreay wrestle anymore, but here you go. And I'm certainly not now be Bruce Lee's manager. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, do we have to really put up with this crap? But there you go. And and as it's been widely said, the last thing New Japan needs right now is another interference-led faction with Bullet Club running wild the way they have been. So I kind of like not to like to have not seen that, but what can you do? Evil and Yuzo Takahashi defeated Tetsuya Naito and Bushi uh, when Evil got a pin on Bushi and attacked him after the bow and then attacked Tetsuya Naito with Dick Togo helping out and kind of sets up a championship match at King of Pro Wrestling. Is it King of Pro Wrestling next? I can't remember which one's next. Uh, I'll find out for you. I'm on the thing. I'm on, I'm on the website now. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, for the next major event, Again, perfectly serviceable matchup and kind of what you expect between these two teams. Lots of tension. Evil is kind of relaxed and kind of smiling about things because I think he thinks he's got NATO's number. I'm not completely convinced he has. And I kind of think to see NATO bury this feud and move on to his next big threat, which will be at Wrestle Kingdom, no doubt. And we'll find out about who was that involved right now. Because Seiya Sanada fought Kota Ibushi for over 35 minutes for a G1 Climax final that wasn't quite as good as it should have been is really not just my thoughts, it's the general consensus of the people I've been looking at on Twitter and, and on my timeline, lots of people I respect. It was good, it was okay, but it didn't really reach the heights of what we've come to expect from the G1 Climax final, which is massively unfair because the G1 Climax final is always the best match of the year or is in the... the the call for the best match of the year, but this was just odd. And this is the thing, Sonata doesn't have matches that are... He's had some great matches, but they're inconsistent. And Ibushi's had some great matches, and they're inconsistent. So when you put two inconsistent performers together, who are, well, they have been this year, you can't guarantee magic. And that's basically what happened with this particular match. It was really slow-paced to start with, like glacially slow-paced. Which is an old Shinya Hashimoto trick, and Kazuchika Okada has done it for years, but like build a match from slow. But the gear change when it got going was so quick, it was difficult to really kind of keep hold of the narrative. The last 10 minutes was fine, but this match did not need to be 35 minutes long. They could have done it in 15, it would have made much more sense. <laughs> 
you didn't need 20 minutes of slow burn. That's most most matches aren't 20 minutes long. It seemed to be long for the sake of being long, as if length would give it greatness, and it just didn't. It was acceptable. It was what I'd expect for a G1 Climax Finals, sort of, but just not as good as it could have been. And I'm not sure Sonada and Ibushi were the people to deliver this match that they wanted. And sorry, that's it, really. I think Ibushi is a great draw. I think he is... He got a massive response from the crowd. They really enjoyed the match once it got going, but it took them a long while. They were silent for a very long time. Um, and I'm not sure this sells Ibushi versus Naito at Wrestle Kingdom for the second go-round. But we'll see how they develop out. I have faith in Ghetto, but there's been some skipping moments this year. <laughs> and I know they've been short-handed and they haven't got a full crew and there's all sorts of things that can go wrong. And I'm kindly a little bit concerned with long-term narrative, but I was talking with John Dinsdale, and he's, he he um, has of the opinion that, as he was talking, as we were talking on Twitter, this was a bad choice for a final because it's predictable. And I don't think it's predictable at all because this is the first time ever there's not been two New Japan guys, or at least one New Japan guy, in the final in 30 years, and. I don't see it as um, an issue, really, from that point of view. I see it as an issue from the fact that they don't always produce consistent matches, both of them. And I think, you know, Hugo Westonada was three or four years ago when he just left Impact Wrestling. He was nowhere on the world wrestling scene. He was kind of going off and paying for stuff himself because he wanted to learn more things and he does apply that. But he's not changed gears much since then since he came to new japan pro wrestling he's found himself he's found himself a voice he's found himself a character but he's not developing the way ibushi has ibushi has kind of changed his game he's stopped taking so many risks he's become the more complete player and sonada just turns the volume up on what he does and i'm not sure that's the kind of guy you want in the final you want somebody who can adapt and move and isn't so king's road led there's a formula to Sonata matches which comes from the King's Road, which is fine because he's an old Japan wrestler, you expect that. But there's something not quite there, and that's what... It didn't ruin this final for me. It was a great match, but it just wasn't... There wasn't the magic there you expect from a G1 Climax final. And I'm kind of disappointed by that because we've come all this way. I've watched every show, and I don't want to be disappointed by a final, but... I kind of knew, I was kind of thinking along those lines yesterday, but I was trying to go, no, it's going to be positive, I'm going to put positive spin on it, it's going to be good. And I'm happy that both of them reached the final, I'm happy that they're giving other people a chance, and that they are being, uh, they're trying to spread out the weight and create new guys, like this pushes Sonata so much further up the totem pole now, because he's been to a G1 Climax final, he's a threat to anyone at any time. And it builds on the work he did last year, but it's still, it's still not quite there, and it's still not the G1 I kind of wanted. I obviously, I'm a New Japan Chaos fan, and I I wanted Okada to win. That was that was my thing, but you know, I'm from a wrestling journalist point of view as a critic, I'm not convinced it was quite as good as it could have been. But that's me. That's the way it is. So thank you for listening to the Troopany Show as uh, today at the G1 for the last month and last 19 shows we hope you've enjoyed it i'm actually considering doing world tag league this year because i never do world tag league and i think this format has worked so if you'd like me to do world tag league and best of super juniors please let me know 
that's an awful lot of matches to watch. I might pick one or the other. I might do World Tag League just because we've never done World Tag League before. We've done Best of Super Juniors before, and we normally do that. We normally have a big coverage on it. But I just think I fancy doing some World Tag League just for a change, to, to put some different things in there. So we'll see that goes. So that might be, we might be back with today at the World Tag League uh, in a couple of weeks' time. But for now, oh, next big event. That's what I was going to say, wasn't it? Next big event for New Japan Pro Wrestling will be... Doo -doo 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 -doo. We've got schedule anyway. No, they haven't announced the next. They haven't announced the next <laughs> the next schedule matches. Uh, where are we? We've we got a schedule. No, no. Schedule. Here we go. The next schedule is going to be Power Struggle, and that will be at Curricken Hall on the. When it will be? That will be on the 23rd of October. So that's next weekend. So that's a big showdown next weekend for Curricken Hall. Might have an IWGP Heavyweight Championship match at that show. It's been reduced because it's not, they're going to smaller arenas because that kind of helps with the atmosphere, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be really, really good. Or is that a Road 2 show? I'll just make sure. Oh, it's Road to Power Struggle. That's the Road 2 show. Where's the actual Power Struggle show? That's going to be the Saturday, the 7th of November. So a couple of weeks away, Saka Prefectural Gymnasium at the Edeon Arena. So, yeah. There's a lot to come in the next few weeks. Thank you for listening to me today on Today at the G1. My name is James Troopany. You can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. You can find the show at Troopany Show on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, The Troopany Show, and on Patreon, where you can keep The Troopany Show free forever for everyone. Go have a look at powerslam.tv and get a free month when you use the code MULLETWATCH. I'll be back tomorrow morning with The Troopany Show's look at the collective show's from GCW with Chelsea Spollen. Take care and see you soon. Bye.